0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Off the Cuff. I'm your host, Riley Brule, and joining me in studio is Brave, Brave Sir Robin, who bravely ran away. Classic, classic. Love, love to see it. Love to be here in the studio again under the lights uh, that are currently off. Yes, it's pretty dark in this room right now, but uh, regardless, uh, I did see Monty Python and the Holy Girl for the I, I Lost Count th- time. Uh, actually, this past week. Really? Yeah. Phenomenal movie every time. Incredi- Absolutely love inc- it. Incredible movie. Uh, what what would be your favorite part from the movie? I am curious. My favorite part, personally, is uh, Camelot. Just the, the, the short little scene where they're all dancing on the table and it just calamity ensues. Absolutely love well, it. Well, I, I think the funniest thing about that is that if you look at every uh, – uh, King Arthur, Knights of the Round Table story, right? The One of the big moments is going to Camelot and the round table. And in the movie, they go there, see what happens, and then just decide to skip it Yes, entirely. And I, I, I think that works on a, on a humor level and also on a narrative level, just seeing as how uh, the Pythons comedy was so unique uh, and how they um were were able to uh just twist the story with their own type of humor to just discount an entire piece of it which is part of the yes. uh uh postmodernism <laughs> that they that they hmm hmm the postmodernism that uh was uh, I'm sorry I can't talk like a critic no it's just a funny scene <laughs> yes it is <laughs> It's it's either that yes. or the, uh, the the scene with the witch, because like at one point I had that entire scene memorized, really, and it was it, it was amazing. Did you do the the fighting? I, I did everyone and everything. Yes. Yeah. I can't do that anymore. That was it was a four long years ago, probably. probably long time ago. No, I have to say, uh, probably uh, my favorite scene is um, when uh, when they're running away. From the giant monster, and the animator dies, <laughs> and, and that's how they escape. is <laughs> Is not because uh, you, you know in every other movie that would be the the giant scene where they fight, you know the the giant monster yeah. and a big visual. Nowadays it would be big visual effects and grandiose scale. You think of uh, like smog in uh, in The Hobbit. It'd be on that type of level, but in this they. I mean, the, the way it ends is just so absurd. That's 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 the one word I would use to describe all of their stuff. Absurd. All their skits, movies, everything. 100%. Yeah, and the, and the fact that uh, at the end of the movie, they're not stopped by, I don't know, the <laughs> French, but by the police yes. who, who drive up in cars and arrest them, which, yes. which makes you think. Well, they did murder that guy. They did murder that one guy. I forgot his name. I don't think he had a name, but. He was doing something like a documentary, yeah. right? Uh, and they, and they just ran up and stabbed him. Yeah. Yeah. It, just the absurdity of all of it. But, but even in so, um, it's e- it's either that or, um, I mean, <laughs> tis but a scratch. Oh, yes. I had a feeling you were going to say that. It was either that or the, the knights who say knee. Dude, every, I can think of every, every <laughs> single scene from that movie it's, is it's, just phenomenal. It's, it's so, so well made it's so and iconic. hilarious. I mean, it... The, the troll on the bridge. I mean, it, it just shaped comedy for uh, probably the next 40 years, I would say. And we're even seeing it in shows nowadays. Uh, just the, the absurdity of all the humor and just taking it uh, to the masks. Like uh, Rick and Morty, for example, when they just uh, dissect um, uh, social—I um, would say—social norms, uh, and and just take it all apart uh, and and dissect it to show how how absurd how absurd uh, normal things are to us, right? But uh, an interesting fact is that in April two thousand seven, the largest coconut ensemble was held with 5,877 people in London, uh, they played it to Monty Python hit Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. That's one of my favorite songs. But the fact that they used the coconuts that were so iconic yes, in, I, that, in that movie well, to, to play two, the song Two from, different movies. Yes, but the but, coconuts yeah. so, so iconic from Holy Grail to play then the song from Life of Brian. It's, it warms the heart. Yes, it does. It's Phenomenal phenomenal movie. I could go on talking about that for, but uh, we're going to change up the order this week. We're going to go ahead. We're going to mix it up. This is the sequel. You you never want everything to be exactly the same in the sequel. You want to change it a little bit, right? So if we talk about famous uh, sequels, some uh, that come to mind, uh, probably one of the biggest ones is Terminator 2, right? So in the sequel... Well, what are you looking at me like that? Go on. I just want to hear it's an say. incredible movie. Oh, it is. It's, yeah, I could argue that it's better than the original. But what Terminator Two does to set it apart from Terminator One, right, is that uh, uh, the 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 T eight hundred yes right is the bad guy, of course, in the first one. Yeah, and then he becomes the good guy in the second one. I've, I've, I'm familiar with the movies. Right, but it it turns it turns yes. the genre on its head. Right. So uh, Sarah Connor is running away from, the, from Arnie uh, for the entire first movie, and then we see her come to terms with um, Schwarzenegger becoming uh, the protector of her son in the second movie. And, and that's what sets it apart from different movies, say, like, from uh, The Matrix 2, which did... M- was that Reloaded? That was Reloaded, right? Um, and then well, revel, re- revel... something? Revelation? Revel- Revolution? Revolution. Revolution. Revolution was the, was third, the one, third one. I think. Yes. It's been a while since I've They're, seen they're this. making a fourth one. I know. Yeah. And John Wick, four. Yes. Mm. Uh, Keanu. The internet does love Keanu Reeves. The man, the myth, the legend. Who do you think the internet loves more? Keanu Reeves or Nicolas Cage? Keanu Reeves, because he's not bankrupt. Very true. I did, however, see some pictures of Nicolas Cage in. Um, in uh, New Orleans. Uh, Speaking of For Mardi Gras. Yes. Yes, I went to uh, New Orleans over Christmas break. You did. Towards the uh, beginning. And we went by a house that apparently he owned. Nicolas Cage owns a house. Well, he owned. Owned. This was before he did all the tax evasion or whatever he did. I don't know. I I know that he- And then um, he had to sell it. Yeah. I know that he at one point owned two castles. In, in England, one that was, I think, uh, around $3 million and another one that was valued at, I believe, $15 million. Um, that's a lot of castle. That's a lot of, that's a lot of stone to build that castle, honestly. Do you think you had like a red versus blue fight? Because or... oh. uh, that's what I would do with two castles. With two castles? You invite all your friends over and capture the flag. You know, I um, there's a paintball place back home that has this giant fortress in the middle of this huge field, right? They, they have uh, basically on the front half of the fortress is a big open field. And then on the back half is all these, uh, it's like a forest back there with all these, you know, uh, trenches and rivers and stuff and trees falling over. And it's, it's basically capture the flag. So you have to invade this giant fortress. And it's like three stories tall. It's, it's big. Um, And I I remember this was probably, oh, maybe 6th or 7th grade. And I just remember coming out of the woods, running in the clearing across, just trying to get to the castle. Not a smart move, considering that there were about 15 uh, 15 guys inside that building. And their only job was to look at people like me running across this field. And I just got completely pelted. On one side, I thought, okay, I'm going to run really fast and I'll get out, outrun all of these paintballs. How'd that go for you? Not well. Yeah. Not well if feeling. you ask the left side of my body because I was painted all the way down. I look like a Picasso by the end of it. Um, but no, that was not a fun experience. I did enjoy the rest of the day though. That's good. Yes. So, all that to say that uh, we're going to change things up and, and go mix it up. Yes. And we're going to go straight into this week's national holidays. March 9th. National Meatball Day. Like spaghetti and meatballs? No, just meatball. Just meatball, singular. So, oh, just one. Just one meatball. Yep. Where is it? Like where is the holiday no, celebrated no. or Where is the meatball? If we're honoring this meatball on National Meatball Day, no, I, I want I, but, it, I, but, I want to know where the meatball is. I don't probably in a sub somewhere. It, oh, that'd be a pretty Wait, is it surrounded by other meatballs but we're only honoring that yeah, one meatball? I don't know. Do we have a different day for every meatball? Uh, probably not. There's only one. Hmm. One meatball to rule yeah. them all. All right. Moving on. Tuesday, March 10th. National Pack Your Lunch Day. These are all food related, and I'm getting hungry. But <sighs> wow, pack your lunch. You know, I always pack my lunch Did going you? to school. Did you? Yeah, most of the time. Most of the time, except for Fridays when we had pizza. Ah, uh, pizza time. Yeah, uh, I would always, um, I would always pack my food, um, un- unless I knew that we had. Um, There was this one meal called Asian Chicken, which is basically just like chicken nuggets. Uh, But it was always so good. You know, in middle school, uh, they used to have slushies at uh, at my school. Really? Yes. And then Michelle Obama took them away. She came in and wheeled them away. No more slushies. Personally, did she just show up to your school and? I assume so. That's what I always thought. But I was. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never forgive her. I'm just kidding, but those those um, those sour apple um, slushies were the best. We also had bluebell ice cream in oh, that's high school. Oh, the best! Yeah, well, they they had to stop selling them after the whole yeah. um, bacteria outbreak thing. But bluebell's back again, stronger than ever. Stronger than ever. Yeah. All right, what's next? All right, Wednesday, March 11th, we got National Promposal Day. National Promposal. No, yeah, okay. I don't. I really don't have anything to say about did, that one. Did you have a promposal? Where I asked someone to prom? Yes. Yes. How did that go? It went well. We went to prom. Yeah. I didn't go to senior prom because I just didn't really want to. Oh, so you? I went to junior. I went to prom as a junior. You went to senior prom as a junior. No. Yeah. Ours was just junior senior. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, we had too many kids, so it was only senior prom because we had about uh, eight hundred and fifty people. For class we I, I had about 120 well you, oh, we're pretty close you went to a small private school yes i did so that's where the difference is i of course dressed up as uh indiana jones from temple of doom at the beginning when he's in the in, suit, yeah, oh in the white suit in Whoa. shanghai that was my you actually got outfit. a white suit i got a white suit can i see pictures of this red after bow, we're done recording red bow tie sure all right i have a i have a video of me using my uh my Indiana Jones replica whip, while wearing the outfit. Oh no! It is quite cool. I'm sure. I side note: I did not bring the whip to prom. Okay, that's whip. The whip, that's the whip good. I, I used in in a cosplay when I went to. A, we have this big. It's called Comic Palooza. It's a big comic book convention in Houston, mm. and I used it in my Indiana Jones cosplay. I did not wear the suit to that. I wore an actual uh, costume to that. But that was also quite fun. I highly recommend going. Yeah. It's a, it's a great story, Chris. It is a great story. I, I can't wait to see those pictures afterwards. But moving on. Thursday, March twelfth. Uh-huh. National Girl Scout Day. So buy some cookies. Oh, I already have enough cookies. I have, That's not true. I have three boxes of thin mints in my freezer and I can't fit anymore. Did you see how many boxes of Samoas I went through? How many boxes of Samoas did you go through? Fifteen. 15? 15. 15 boxes? I had, like, you know, the giant, like, uh, the bigger boxes, like the actual cardboard boxes? Yeah. That, that smaller boxes come in? Yeah. I got a full one of those. Oh, my gosh. And you ate all of them? Yes. Oh, geez. When was this? Over the course of a week. Oh, my gosh. You're looking a bit rounder after all that. Uh, you know, speaking of Samoa, uh, Michael Bloomberg was the only, uh, what, her, the only, um, I guess, state or province uh, or territory that Michael Bloomberg won after spending $500 million on his presidential campaign was American Samoa. Yes. Yeah. Props to him. Wasted $500 million. You know that what that money could have gone to? Like climate change? Flint. Flint? Michigan. Oh, yeah, with the water. Yeah. Yeah. Is that still going on, by I, the way? Probably, Dang. I haven't heard anything about that in years. There, there's no way that they fixed all of it. When was that? Like 20? I don't know. Oh, 2012. I was. That was a long I time ago. I was small and young. Smaller. or? Yeah. You're Probably. right. I'm still small. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. We're getting to the more exciting ones. Friday, March 13th. Also, Friday the 13th, by the way. One of two in this year. Spooky. Mm. Double trouble. Yes. Like a sequel. So the second Friday, the 13th, will be the sequel. So that means you got to watch the first one this Friday and then the second one next Friday. I'm pretty sure you're Uh, legally obligated to do that. Probably somewhere in some obscure law in Uzbekistan. Mm. Anyway, (laughs) speaking of which, we're trying to become the national podcast of Uzbekistan. So shout Um, out to all the Uzbeks out there. I... (laughs) I, I, I don't even have – what? <laughs> See, the, pro, the problem with the podcast, right, is that 100% of our listener is from the United States. So we got to reach out. We have to become a global podcast. Global phenomenon. A global phenomenal podcast. And the number That's... one way is to reference lesser-known countries. Speaking of which, oh, I wasn't, okay. did you know oh, dear. that just like mangoes, cashews, and cherries, the coconut is actually a droop, not a nut. The droop is an item that has a fleshy outer pit, outer, around a pit. I did not know that. Thank you for that interesting fact. Let's move on before you can interject anymore. You're welcome. All right. uh, Like I was saying, Friday, March 13th, aside from being Friday the 13th, and probably shouldn't go outside because dangerous things happen. Of course. National Canine Veterans Day. Oh, that's awesome honoring all the good boys and girls that... You know, there there's actually a big push to have uh, a lot of uh, retired canine dogs um, uh, adopted. Uh, yes, really. They're, uh, they're trying to get a lot of them adopted, and there's also a big push uh, for dogs that were, quote, too nice uh, to enter the canine program to be adopted. The, yeah, true true story. There are dogs that are deemed... Too friendly to become, uh, canine service oh, dogs. yeah, that, that makes sense. You, you yeah. don't want like a little teacup poodle, right? You don't. You don't want to roll over. at, at yeah, yeah. On on duty. So um, yeah, no. There y- you can adopt dogs that are too friendly. That's that's awesome. I think that's a great thing. Yes. All right. So the last day of the holiday is Saturday, March fourteenth, National Pie Day. National Pi Day. Now is that pie pie or Pizza pie? Uh it's just pie as in the number. pie as in the number and Greek letter. Oh, pi- oh it's yeah. Pi Day. Yeah, Pi Day. Oh, Pi Day. Of yeah. course. You know 3.14 um, and then, then all the other 159265358979. Oh, dear. Of course. Now everyone knows. Uh, yes, common knowledge. No, uh, I I remember um I believe one time uh in in high school maybe uh, a teacher might have brought a uh, a cake shaped like pie to class for pie day so, so isn't aren't, aren't pie and cake still circular for the most part well this this cake uh-huh was not circular because it was shaped like pie uh p i got it not the I letters meant that, the symbol uh, the cake was shaped by, like the symbol uh that's cool why not make it a pie though but it's pie you said it was a cake, though. It was a cake. Yeah, so why not make it pie? Well, it was a cake of pie. It's hard to make a, a pie of pie. No, it's... It, I, yeah, you, you you would need like a, a special... Oh, and you wouldn't for a cake? Well, you would be able to cut a cake and it would all everything wouldn't like leak out. You know, because, you <laughs> know, pie, pie has edges, right? It has a crusty edge. Yes. So that means that you would need to bake it in the shape of... I'm sure you can find that. A pie-shaped a pie shaped pie is pretty common, especially on pie day. I, I could imagine that. But it, it would be a lot easier to cook a pie in the shape of a cake. Because all you would have you to do— mean just like a circle? No, no, no. Yeah, it, well, all you would have to do is you would have to bake— Right, you bake a cake in a pan, right? And all you have to do is cut it to look like pie. If you bake a pie in a circle, you could cut pie into it, right or have like a pie kind of thing on top made with the bread or whatever or cut into it so that the the filling looks like pi right not the letters the symbol yes. but it would be hard it would be hard to bake a pie in a circular fashion with pie and then cut it so that it looked like pie without all uh, the stuff leaking out i rest my case yeah i'm 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 just not even gonna i mean it depends on what kind of pie if you're baking a uh, pecan pie or a pumpkin pie, then it would be a lot easier because there's uh, little filling. Got it. Thank you for that wonderful insight, Chris. You're welcome. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Dude, Chuck Norris can chew beef jerky and blow bubble gum with it, all right? Chuck Norris once choked a horse. Its descendants today are now known as giraffes. Chuck Norris doesn't breathe; he holds air hostage. I had a poster with all these quotes in my room growing I up. I love those Chuck Norris jokes. That was like the early stages of like my childhood. Meme, Legendary. Like, I, I love I, those things. I got a book of Chuck Norris's one hundred and one favorite Chuck Norris quotes, and it, he he writes like a page about the quote. It was by that's, him. That's pretty cool. It was by him. He he had all. He made his one hundred and one favorite. Um and um, he uh, and he wrote this book about it, uh, detailing it. Actually, I believe uh, his favorite one was um, a rattlesnake once bit Chuck Norris in the leg, and three days later, after terrible pain and anguish, the rattlesnake died. Yes, <laughs> I've, uh, I've heard that. <laughs> uh, I, Phenomenal. Act- I actually um, uh, saw him at uh, said Comic Palooza. Hmm. Uh, he he gave a whole uh spiel there and uh people got to ask him questions and he was also promoting uh his his water have you heard about this no i haven't what is this so chuck norris has this water called sea force which um uh apparently he has a uh ginormous uh natural aquifer underneath his ranch so he pumps up this very very pure water from his ranch and uh sells it as uh uh, artisan water, I believe, artisanal uh, yeah. water. Ar- artisanal, yes. Yes, but he has his face on the bottle, and you can buy it at Kroger. This oh, episode is not, not sponsored by Kroger, uh, not or, yet, or Sea Force, not yet. But yeah, we should probably email him about that. We should e- we should email Mr. Norris. M- no, Chuck, you don't know him on a personal level. I I went to church with him. Yeah, he sat like two rows in front of us. Okay, but uh, it's. I talked to him. You have yes. You, you go up to him and you're like, "Hey, Chuck." <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. See, my point exactly. But, anyways, uh, did you know that a coconut tree can have up to 180 coconuts harvested during a single harvest? I I I didn't. Thanks for that. What's our next segment, Riley? I don't I don't know, Chris. You have the computer in front of you. Yes, I do. What's our next it segment? Says words. Did you use those eyes. I've had a question that's been bothering me yes, recently. Uh, so I have a bottle of uh, a certain spicy ketchup that is from a certain orange and white restaurant that is primarily – Is it coconut water? Oh, no. Coconut water on average Chris, contains 94% water stop, stop, and stop. around 46 calories a cup. In 2000- stop, stop, <laughs> stop, stop, stop with the facts. That's it. That's it. Go over there and unplug your mic. Bet. I will turn this car around. We're not going to Disney World. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. All right. So sit down and behave. Mm-hmm. I lost my train of thought again. Oh, I know what I was talking about. The uh, okay. Spicy you, you thing. Um, yes. Yeah, start over. Yeah. So I have a bottle of um, spicy ketchup from a certain orange and white restaurant that is primarily located in the south mcdonald's no burger king but it wasn't a guessing game arby's wendy's no chick-fil-a no Church's. this is turning into a guessing game now kfc no olive garden no in and out okay that's enough anyway i have a bottle of spicy ketchup from whataburger whataburger yes got it there you go first try Woo. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'll add a gold star to the board behind me. Um. Oof. Any, anyway. Uh, so I was wondering if I put that in the fridge or not. Do you put ketchup in the fridge? Because I. Uh, okay. I, so uh, I don't mind either way, but I prefer it not cold. So here's my belief uh, for, for ketchup, right? Um, if I have extra, say, um, like a little ketchup packet, mm-hmm. I will leave that in the pantry. But if I have a ketchup bottle, I put it in the fridge. Why is that? After it's open. Because it preserves it. Okay. You know. and I go through my ketchup fast yeah. enough to where it doesn't. And Well, Yeah. Matter, that, that's okay. I'm not sure how long it takes for ketchup to spoil, but I, u- I usually, don't either. I mean, I I don't usually have ketchup. I usually have barbecue sauce, and I leave my barbecue sauce in the fridge. Um, oh. And most of the time, right? Uh, so let's say I'm cooking a burger. What I'll do is I'll um, I'll cook all I'll cook like six burgers on Sunday, and I'll just put them in the fridge so that I can use them um, as the week goes on. Like have a burger a day, and what I'll do is. Um, I will just take it out of the fridge, put the barbecue sauce on, put the buns on, put it in the microwave, and then microwave it. So then it's already warm. Ah, there you go. Yeah. I like it. Yep. Next question for you. Next question. Well, um, you know who doesn't like the coconuts? Oh, dear. In 2013, police in the Maldives took possession of a coconut due to the belief that it had been cursed with black magic. Can you believe did that? I ask? Can you believe that? They thought this coconut had black magic. That's pretty cool, though. That's crazy. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I got another question for you real quick. When does it stop becoming partly cloudy and start becoming a sunny day? So like, what is that line that you say, oh, it's partly cloudy or, oh, it's sunny? Because like, even if it's a sunny day, there are still clouds out, correct? You're right. You, you kept saying Sunny Day, and I just kept thinking of the Sesame Street uh, theme song. Oh, no. You know I lost you. Sunny Days, uh, Wiping the Clouds Away, something like that. Um, uh, was that the Sesame Street theme yeah. song? What? Sunny Days. Did you watch Sesame yes, Street? Yes, yes, but I haven't seen it, and I don't even know how long. Well, neither have I, but... You sure? It's just, it's in my head. Because I remember that. I know that your head capacity is the size of a coconut. No, it's... We we discussed this uh, before the show. It's a goldfish. mm, Coconut. Goldfish in a coconut. Oh, dear. Oh, geez, that'd be terrible. But anyways... That'd be awful. So, your question was, when did a sunny day, or when did a partly cloudy day become a sunny day? Yes. Yes. Well, like, like how many clouds? Or okay, so how do you quantify that? I I believe that um. It, it, you can measure this on two ways, right? So the first way would be how many clouds are actually in the sky, not individual clouds, okay. but how how much of the sky is taken up by clouds, and of course, in in Texas, there is more sky. Um, everything is bigger in Texas. Everything is bigger. Including so the sky. There's more sky. And I have had most of my experience outside in Texas. Uh, in I was in marching band in high school, and we would be out there for um, like five or so hours every day over the summer marching uh, out in the hot August sun. It's a lot of time to look at the sky. I know all too much about that. Um, so I would say that... Um, Cloud-wise, if um, if you have like a bunch of small to medium-sized clouds that uh-huh. are all disconnected from each other, I would say that it is um, sunny. But if you have like big clouds, right? Like a small number of really big clouds that maybe cover the sun every like five, ten minutes or so for an extended period of time, I would say partly cloudy. Um, but then there's also there's also the time issue, right? So let's yeah. say you, you take a sample of- High noon. Okay. It's high noon, and you take a sample of of 30, 30 minutes, right? Um, it's high noon. There it is. I was waiting for you to I do know, it. I know. I was tempted. Anyways, you, you take a sample of like 30 minutes, and if it's sunny for 20 minutes and it's cloudy for 10 minutes, I would say that it's- it's mostly sunny. But if it's like cloudy for 15 minutes and sunny for 15 minutes... So you draw the line at 50-50. I, I would say it's mostly cloudy or partly cloudy. Partly cloudy. Partly cloudy, Partly cloudy. What? What's your take? Mine, mine has to go with the like percentage of sky that you can actually see that's not being blocked by the mean rain clouds because mm-hmm. all clouds are rain clouds. Now, uh, does that percentage... Uh, factor in where the sun is located so if the sun is currently being covered but the majority no no so the way i think about it is all right just pick your favorite spot you're out in kingdom come who knows where doing who knows what no it's always cloudy in england oh you're right sorry uh anywhere but england because uzbekistan yes uzbekistan i'm sure they have lovely weather I'm sure they do.
1: Huge never, fans. Never
0: been personally, but I always, always wanted to go. Huge fans of Uzbekistan. Anyway, so imagine you're in your favorite place in Uzbekistan. Mm-hmm. Um, you look up and you notice that the sky is approximately filled with 17.8% clouds and the rest is sun. I'd say that's sunny. Anything over 17.8% clouds? Partly cloudy. Hmm. At least. And then it just escalates from there. Not- I, see. I see. Now, uh, the only problem with that is <laughs> that um, Uzbekistan is a former member of the Soviet Union. Oh. Are we going to get put on some sort of list for saying that? Probably. But its sites are also linked to the Silk Road. Like the real one or the one on the Webernets? What's the one on the interwebs? I don't know.
1: No, the That's, real the real Silk okay. Road.
0: Somebody was telling me something about it, and I was, what? I don't know. What are you talking about? I don't know. But with that being said, tune in next episode to find out where the, this podcast will be the host country or which country will be the host country of this podcast Words are difficult. I'm done. We won't have an episode next week because I'll be on spring break and so will you. So tune in whenever we feel like making another one. We should make next one a prequel. I'm in. Let's do it. Thanks for listening.